Welcome to the podcast we call Soul Chaser, featuring stories from the book by the same name, Soul Chaser. This is Jordan Rich, and by my side is author Lauren Decker. We want to spend time with you today at soul level, awakening our spirits to the simple and beautiful idea that God is love and love is everywhere. And now, today's installment of Soul Chaser. Hello again, everyone. I'm Jim Deering, bringing you another of Lauren Paul Decker's stories here on Soul Chaser, the podcast. Stories with a Purpose by Lauren Paul Decker about how God shows himself in his grace in everyday things. Lauren's books, Soul Chaser, Rufus, and I Love You Church, are available at fine bookstores everywhere. Today's Bible verse is from the New Testament book of James, in chapter 1, verse 27. Pure religion and undefiled, before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Our story today is called Carlos. Lauren writes, He said his name was Carlos. I met him in church one Sunday after the morning worship service was over. I didn't catch his name right away, but now I know I will never forget him, nor his name. Of this, I am certain. It was an ordinary Sunday. I was preaching a series of sermons through the book of James. That little book near the end of the New Testament is chock full of practical advice on how to live as a Christian. The congregation was growing and they were enjoying putting their new knowledge into practice. The studies about helping the poor really hit home in our hearts. There were growing numbers of homeless people in our town and unemployment was skyrocketing. We found convincing verses in James about welcoming the lowly into our congregation in the same manner as we would as if a wealthy individual came through the doors. God was on the move in our midst, so he seemingly decided a test would be in order. He sent a herald, a representative from heaven, a visitor from another world. He sent an angel named Carlos. Initially, I did not see him. I had concluded the message, and we had sung a closing hymn. As was my usual method, I walked to the back of the auditorium as the last stanza of the closing song was sung. I walked down the platform stairs, across the front of the room, being careful not to bump into the communion table. I proceeded down the center aisle and stood in the doorway. Bowing my head and raising my hand, I closed the service in prayer. As soon as I said, Amen, I opened my eyes and looked up, and there, standing before the communion table, stood a man dressed in rags. He had a woolen stocking cap pulled low over his ears and a green overcoat which had a faded color of pea soup. The gloves on his hands were a government issue and completely worn through. He stood facing the platform, his back to the crowd. His arms were raised high over his head, and he appeared to be praying. 
Everyone in the church seemed as shocked as I was. No one had heard him enter the auditorium, and even my ushers admitted they had not seen him come in. I rushed to the front of the platform, where a crowd was already surrounding our visitor. As I got closer, I heard him say his name was Carlos, and that he was homeless. He told us he had been walking by our church building, and that he had heard our singing. Pushing his shopping cart up the ramp by the fire escape, he had come into the worship service and walked down the center aisle, just as the last hymn was coming to a close. That's when I was going down the aisle in the opposite direction. I could feel a sense of awe rising within me as I spoke the words, I never heard him and I never saw him, I said under my breath. Before I could conceive a plan to assist our guest, churchgoers were shoving dollar bills and McDonald's coupons into his dirty hands and pockets. One of my deacons brought him home for a hot bath and a square meal. I got busy trying to find a place for Carlos to stay. I found a shelter nearby with an open bed, and we drove Carlos there late that evening. We then drove back to the church, and I put his grocery cart in one of the Sunday school rooms. I had promised the workers at the shelter that I would return in the morning to take Carlos to breakfast. Well, I did come back the following day, but there was no sign of Carlos. The morning shift at the homeless shelter didn't even know who I was asking for. Carlos, I said. We brought him here around dinner time yesterday. And we have no record of him being here, the workers stated. But I know we brought him here, I countered. Doesn't ring a bell, the staff replied. I drove for the church at a fast clip, a growing sense of wonder filling my soul. I was pretty certain of what I would find, or rather not find, upon my arrival. Sure enough, I opened the classroom with the shopping cart stored within, only to find that it had disappeared, just like Carlos. The following Sunday, I asked the congregation if anyone had seen our homeless visitor come in the door the previous week. Not one person had. No one had heard his carriage on the wooden ramp just outside the large stained-glass windows. That same day, we departed from the series in James and backed up one book to Hebrews, chapter 13, which plainly says that sometimes we are encountering angels when we meet someone for the first time. We just don't know it. But sometimes, you can be pretty sure. This has been Soul Chaser. We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you.